Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. And I can't tell you how many times I saw guys when I was growing up that said, I got quad, man. No, you didn't. You had four speakers that were running stereo twice. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show right here on the Rock School Radio Network. Tammy Burns, welcome back once again. Stop messing with the microphone. Stop getting rid of me and bringing other people in. It takes me hours to get those microphones oh, exactly like they should Come be. On. It, it does take a village. I brought an entire village in here. The village people. And we, we sang YMCA and set that microphone. Well, hey, welcome back. You're right. We uh, a, a couple shows ago. You went away and we had two interviews, and I was real pleased with that. But you're back, and if I'm not mistaken, I don't have anything planned for the remainder of the year, so you are with us until 2019. Rock star. Yeah. Now, here's the problem. If you remember the last time that I taught my audio class, the, a lot of the shows became sort of technical. Yeah. And you said, geez, will you stop teaching that audio class so we can just, Ooh. you know, have fun with these shows? That was out loud, huh? Yeah. Here's the thing. The audio class is going to be taught once again in the spring okay. after January 1st. And I'm already laying out what I want to do in the audio class. Okay. And I have here a show based on something. So we're going to talk a little bit of a little bit of technical today. Do you know what mono is when you listen to a piece of music? Do you know what mono one stereo? Is? It has nothing to do with stereo. Oh, oh, oh! One, one something another than right. One signal. One signal. Okay. One signal. Now you can take that single signal and throw it through a single. Uh, speaker, mm-hmm. or you can take that single signal and run it through two speakers. Okay. Now that doesn't make it stereo. Stereo has a literal separation where certain parts are over here and certain parts are over here. Think of a live broadcast uh, or a live concert. Okay. The drums are in the middle, the guitars are on the right, the bass is on the left, yeah. and the singer moves back and forth. Right. And a that bit. movement back and forth will go from channel to channel. Now, that's generally stereo. And you would think it's that simple. Here's mono, single signal. Right. Here's stereo, multiple signals. But no, it it, it creates much more concern when you start thinking about it. And the people who came to listening to music later on they're of the opinion stereo must be better. It's got to be. It, it, we've, it, we've been told that. Well, we've been told stereo. that. We've been told that because they wanted to sell these credenza systems oh, yes. with LPs. Uh-huh. 
But mono is not terrible. And a lot of people who are really audiophiles will purchase the mono of those old 1950s and 60s albums. But why? Well, there was only one speaker inside of a car. So you had to create a mono signal. And furthermore, the technology just wasn't there to create a true stereo signal. And I'm going to talk about this in the show. So what are you trying to tell me? I just want to do a show that's a separation or a discussion of mono versus stereo. And I want to sort of play it for you because people are of the opinion mono is terrible and stereo is great. Oh, I can tell the difference. Oh, of course you can. Yes, I can. Of course you can. And the people who are fans of the Beatles, of the other 1960s groups, will go out of their way to buy the mono recordings. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the stereophonics and such. It's a wonderful, rich idea of mono versus stereo. So what I'd like to do is talk about mono versus stereo today and i'd like to play songs that were recorded and released in both mono and stereo Ooh, yeah okay are you gonna play both of both sides of it mono and stereo so i, I can tell the difference right i don't want to play the same song the whole way through okay what i'm going to play is the beginning part in mono all right and then about 12 20 seconds okay and then it kick into the stereo yeah so you can hear it so we're going to listen to first from Surrealistic Pillow, Jefferson Airplane. The opening you hear is going to be mono. All right. Then you will hear the stereo. Yes, I will. And it sounds like this on Rock School. When the truth is found to be. of the Jefferson Airplane. Now, you were shocked when I played the mono version first. Right. And then the stereo yeah, version. exactly. Now, you heard about 12 to 20 seconds of the mono right. first. Tell me what the mono was as opposed to the stereo. The, the mono was very crisp. Yes. Very loud. Right. And wonderful. It had more punch. I'm embarrassed. Now that's the that's the thing. That when people I've been told stereo's better my whole life. Well, of course you had. It's a marketing ploy. It was to sell LPs. Oh my gosh. There's absolutely nothing wrong with recording a band in mono. And I know what people are going to say, Joe, you're crazy. You you have to have all the drum 
parts, all the, the all the pieces yeah. of the kit across the stereo spectrum. The stereo spectrum. Imagine this. I'm standing with my arms straight out left and straight out right. Okay. If you're in front of me, you're on the 180 stereo spectrum in front. If you're behind me, you're on the 180 stereo spectrum in the back. Okay. 180, 180 is 360. So you can make it so the sound is left or right. Right. Like in your car, some things... And That's right. Yeah, it goes to the left or the right. That's right. In front. Or you can make it or 180 in the back. What's the song that does the air... Isn't there a song that does the airplane taking off? What is oh, that? Oh, all the, all yeah, the time. Stuff all I, the time doing uh, that. 747 coming out of yeah. the sky. And that plane pans across it. Yeah, it's very cool. If you listen to Pink Floyd... All those amazing movements through the stereo spectrum. Right. However, people make the statement that you must create the band in the spectrum so that when the drummer is playing, you can hear the snare in the center and the tom is off to the right. And you can only hear that in stereo. Right. And the band or the, the bassist is off to the right and the guitarist is off to the left and the singer is dead center and blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. If you go listen to a band live, which is always how it's promoted, it's how I teach it. Yeah. I draw a band on the board and I say, look, this guy's over here and this guy's over here and all that kind of stuff. So saying that, hang on, hang on. Yo, go ahead. If I'm going to see a band, yeah. where's the best place to be sitting? Right between the two speakers. You want to get the best sound you can, but a lot of places will make it so the speakers are turned yeah. and the signals that are going through the speakers try to make the best representation of the sound for you wherever you sit. If you remember, we went to see Fallout Boy uh -huh. and we were as far left on that band as we could be. Yeah. But we heard all the music. It wasn't like we only heard the tom drums and the bass guitar. So when the speaker is turned a little bit, is it bouncing off of something? It's not that it's bouncing. It's okay. that they have the signal coming through all of the speakers. So no matter where you sit, when you went to a movie, yes. remember at the beginning it said THS or THX and then it went whoa. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. That's the Tomlinson-Holman experiment. Really? It's and got a, that has a name. It certainly does. It comes from sort of the Star Wars world. And what they attempted to do is instead of two speakers right at the front just blowing sound out, uh -huh. let's put a series of speakers all the way around the uh, theater space. So no matter where you sit, you receive the signal as we wish it to sound. Uh are you listening to stereo? You may be, but where you're sitting, because of the fact that you're left or right, you are listening to what is essentially a mono signal. Okay, let me get this out before I forget it. Okay? Sure, 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 sure. So now, with that whole thing going on that you're telling me about the movie theaters. The THX, yes. Yes, and the sound. Yes. So what happened in about 19... 90-something, early 2000. What? Wow. Stop, stop. Okay, I'm listening. You would go into the movie theater. Go ahead. Bose. It had oh, that big... No. Listen, listen, listen. I'm listening to you. The go ahead. The big bar yeah. that was in front of the screen yeah. with the Bose sound system. Bose is simply... What happened? Bose is simply a manufacturer of a type of 
amplification system. And they are constantly trying different methods of forcing sound toward you. You probably don't remember this, but for a while, Bose speakers were square instead yes. of round. Oh, yeah, 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 I do. You could buy a Bose system that had a separate bass woofer. Yes. And then two mid-ranges. And right. I, you probably put a couple tweeters on it, too. But instead of the bass being forced at you, it was pointed towards the ground. Really? So instead of hearing the bass, you felt the bass. Well, I'm telling you, the last movie we went to see, right? It the sound was amazing. Yeah, it's an element inside of a movie. If if when I shoot a gun, it sounds like a shotgun going off in a closet. Uh-huh. You're you're doing something right. The best audio piece and you should really watch this. It's in Indiana Jones and the I think it's the something crusade where they try to find the Holy Grail. Yeah. He is he Indiana Jones is going to find the Grail. He's inside of the castle and he says, "Walk in the name of the Lord. Walk yes. in the name of the Lord." Jehovah. And when he says Jehovah, they slow it just a little bit. They add, there's this thing called dry and wet. Dry meaning there's no effect on it whatsoever. Wet means has effect on it. And they just soak it. So when he says, Jehovah. It's, a, it's coming from God himself. It's as huh? if God himself right. said it. Okay, let's play another song that's in mono. And then we will play it in stereo. All right. Do you believe in magic by the Love and Spoonful? Mono first for about 12 to 20 seconds here on Rock School. And once Not again, more you're screwing up my magic. Now let's be honest with one another. Okay, what we have here is a song, much like the Beatles, because a lot of the Beatles stuff is sold both in mono and in stereo. A lot of the Kinks stuff is sold both in mono and stereo. So what you have is a recording that was mono to begin with, which is what you heard first out of the gate. Yep. And again, it has a whole lot more punch and what is seemingly a whole lot more directed sound. It sounds like it's coming right at me. Yes. Which is, the, the problem is you have to go with what the equipment will play. 
Was stereo available previous to that? Well, of course it was, and I'm going to talk about it here in a second. Here's the problem, though. The vast majority of people didn't have it. See, right now, 4K television is available. Right. Do they broadcast in it? No, no. of course not, uh-uh. because people don't have the equipment. Okay, now, now slow down, mister. Okay, All right. okay, So okay, when, okay. I, when I was watching the TV, then I had to go up and, you know, turn the knob and everything. Yes. And they were saying... Like in the 70s. Yeah. Right. In stereo. Broadcast in stereo. But guess what, dude? I bet my TV was not in stereo. I'm sure it wasn't. So what it did is it took the two channels, the two stereo channels. And again, stereo is not simply the same signal into speakers. When you're talking about stereo, you are talking about certain elements being to the right and certain elements being to the left. Now, I'm going to get into this. It's called ping-pong stereo because it was shown to work by people playing ping-pong. So you heard... And it went left, right, left, right, left, right. That's that's why it's called ping-pong stereo. Okay. The thing about stereo is you can't just have two different mono signals. You must have two signals that are completely different. Now, later in the show, we're going to talk about quad, which is four signals that are completely different. And I can't tell you how many times I saw guys when I was growing up that said, I got quad, man. No, you didn't. You had four speakers that were running stereo twice. Really? If you're quad, you have a different signal coming from four speakers. Same thing with stereo. You just don't have signal one coming from two. However, when stereo was attempted, and by the way, the first stereo signal was attempted back in 1881 at a theater in Paris. This is before there was even amplification. What they did was give people headphones and they ran it through telephone wires and they slightly pushed back one of the signals. Wow. So it created its own reverb. Very cool. Oh, it's it, an it's a brilliant wow. it's a brilliant idea. Do you remember the Bose things that they sold in the 70s and I guess it was the 80s and the 90s where it created large amplification sound. Yes. What they did is they took one of the speakers and turned it around and then ran it through this tube. Yeah. So the speaker on, let's say, the right was slightly behind the speaker that was on the left. Was Was it stereo? Probably. But the Bose system had one speaker turn the opposite direction from the other speaker and it ran through about a 12 inch tube yeah and when it came out it was reverbed because of the tube okay and it was slightly 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 behind the other signal and that splitting of the signal and that slight reverb gave the impression of a bigger hall and by giving the impression of a bigger hall yeah. gave the impression of stereo Oh, my goodness. And it was about $2,000, wasn't it? It was not cheap. You know what? It was just a big old tube that they were selling us, right? Now, listen. I'm listening. Back in 1934, Bell Labs tried the very first recordable stereo. 
Mm-hmm. It was voice alone. Let me play you about 20 seconds of it. Ready? Oh, yeah. He will shortly talk into another microphone. Will you say a few words, Mr. Patterson? Yes, that's correct. I'm about eight feet to the right of Keller, and I'm speaking into a microphone, which I understand is hooked up to the lateral side of the system. Yes, that's right. Now, I think it might be interesting if we interchange our position, so I will slowly walk over to the other microphone, and when I get there, I'll attempt to talk in about the same tone of voice that I use in talking into the other microphone, and uh, we can then get some idea if there are any quality differences between the two sides of the channel. Okay, there you go. Okay. Was it stereo? Could it be heard on one side or the other? In 1953, now don't get me wrong, there were many things previous to it, but in 1953, Cook Records came up with a system where instead of on a record player, a single tone arm, you had two tone arms. Yes, I had that. Did you really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're a rock star. And it was two tracks, two tone arms, let me play for you just a touch of what it sounds like. Okay, there you go. Let me play for you again a mono and then a stereo. Do it. And again, you're going to find that mono has more punch. And the reason it did is because it's a single signal. Think about an automobile at the time. They didn't have huge Bose sound systems with seven speakers. Oh my gosh, no. They had a singular speaker right in the dashboard. And pow, it came out at you. The Who, I can see for miles. Mono first, stereo second, here on Rock School. Coming into the first break, late, 
All right, slow down, dude. Right. What happened? What happened? It sounded better, didn't it? You're messing with me now. The Who's I can see for miles. And by the way, a lot of people don't believe that's the one you should play. Okay. They're of the opinion you should play the Kinks' Death of a Clown from 1967. It just got weird because it got stereo sounded better. Right. Here's Here's the situation. What was happening with the mono recordings? When you recorded somebody mono, you had a single signal, period. And when you turned it into stereo, you had no choice but to either split the original signal or using reverb and EQ, set one slightly behind the other. Okay, so what did they do? Here's the concern, and the Beatles did this as well, and I'm going to talk about the Beatles in a bit. The Who recorded on systems that were four track. So you had three choices. You could either record the instruments hard left, hard right, or dead center. And when you recorded them, if you released it in mono, you simp- no matter how it was recorded, you simply set everything to center and mastered it. Okay. When you went back and looked at it and changed it to stereo, you could change it to, okay, this is hard left. This is hard right. The drum is hard left. The drum is hard right. Okay. And when you've got a drum kit, let's say there's seven elements in a drum kit, bass, Uh drum, snare, two toms, a couple of cymbals. You can then set those um, microphones to go hard left, hard right, or center, you had three choices. This is where we start getting into what we're used to listening to. Now, is this what it sounds like in real life? No, but we're interested in it because this is what it sounds like in a recording. Make it sound like the record, mister. Right. Can Pink Floyd reproduce Umagumma in concert? No, of course not. It can't be done. But that's what we want. Right. We want a stereo sound listening to our music. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we just keep getting bigger, and it makes me the happiest guy in the room. We have a new affiliate. I think this is 21 or 22. I don't know, man. I can't remember. Let's say 22 because it makes me feel better. Who is the new affiliate? Well, it's a big thank you to David Kreider. He's an ex-student of mine. Yay. Yay. W-Y-N-O, Oswego, New York University. That's right. Sony Oswego. And they're on Saturdays. That's right. We're playing them on Saturdays. So thanks a lot, David Kreider, for putting us on your radio station. Hopefully the Rock School Radio Show will do wonderful things for you. Okay, we got to take a break, and we are way late. It's your fault. Of course it is. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Hey, Rock School listener, if you are listening to this on podcast and thinking to yourself, gosh, this would sound so much better on the radio, well, it can be. The Rock School Radio Show is available to any radio station here in the United States or abroad. We already have one in Spain. What you need to do if you'd like to help us out is contact your local radio station and say, hey, why don't you run the Rock School Radio Show? It's free. Yeah, free. Doesn't cost them anything. We will take as many affiliates as we can and we're giving it away. Have them get in touch with me or Todd. Todd will talk to them. Go to southeastern.edu slash rockschool. Southeastern.edu slash rockschool. There's a little button on there that says contact us. That's where they contact us. 
Thanks a lot. Right there in advance. Hopefully we can get another radio station. Back. Okay, bottom of the hour here on Rock School. We're coming out of the first break, and we are magnificently late. It's because we're dealing with a technical show. Gotcha. And we have to play the things that suggest what it's all about. Right. Look, when we come out of Uh seven days and 70 seconds, Uh I want to talk to you about the idea of panning. And what it is, where it came from, and what it means. Okay. But first, seven days, 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates, November 5th all the way through November 11th. I believe you have Monday go. November 5th, 2005, Link Ray of Link Ray and his Raymond dies of heart failure at age 76. November 6, 1999, Sex Pistols frontman Johnny Linden, Johnny Rotten, broadcasts one of the first online radio shows, which is called Rotten Radio. November 7, 2011, Dr. Conrad Murray is found guilty of involuntary manslaughter in the death of Michael Jackson. Led Zeppelin on November 8, 1971, releases... Led Zeppelin IV. That's the one with Stairway to Heaven on and it. And November 9th, 1967, the first issue of Rolling Stone magazine is published. You know who was on the cover? John Lennon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was. He's got a, a helmet on, uh, a, a military helmet. November 10, 2002, Mick Jagger, Keith Rich, Tom Petty, Elvis Costello, uh, Lenny Kravitz, and Brian Setzer guest star on The Simpsons in an episode where they run a rock and roll fantasy camp. And finally, November 11th, 1980. Prince begins his 1999 tour in Chattanooga. Panning. You have to go with what the equipment could do. We talked about the idea when we talked about the who of what was called ping pong stereo. Okay. Here's 10 seconds, 12 seconds of ping pong stereo. Perfect. As we make our way back to the city proper. We stop at the YMCA, where we set up and record a vigorous ping-pong game. Ideal recording for stereo. This will twist your heads. Whoops. (laughs) Now, you heard the ping-pong ball on the left, then the right. Right. Now... Love it. If you take a human being, tell them to close their eyes, and when you walk around and talk, they're going to be able to point at where you are. Gotcha. And the reason is the sound, which is pressure, hits one ear before the other So what year are we ear. talking? In terms of panning? Yeah. Panning's been around for a whole bunch of years. They were testing radio and stereo all the way back in the 1920s. What it had to do was get to the point where human beings could buy the equipment. Television has been around since the 20s. Gotcha. It didn't come out till the 50s because people didn't have the equipment. It's not that the idea of recording couldn't do it. The general end user, the person who's listening to music, right. couldn't do it. All right. Ooh, ooh when, that's awesome. What's out there right now, dude, that uh, we don't have the equipment to use? Fair question. What I'd is like it? to know. I would what love to it? know. Panning is the ability to put something in a stereo spectrum 180 degrees left or 180 degrees right. Listen, here's the doors 
strange days. We'll do mono first, and then you'll hear it's not hard left, hard right. It's somewhere in the spectrum. Right here on Rock School. Strange days have found us. Strange days have Strange days have found us. Did you did you hear how the music was not hard right? Now this is Strange Days by the Doors. Right. It wasn't hard right or hard left or center. It was everywhere. Right. It could be over your eyeball. It could be pushed it off to was the right. Weird. Yeah. Shut your eyes. It's strange, man. It's, it's just that there was a, a time. Was I and, high? No, you weren't high. But wouldn't that have been fun? There was a. T- we're traveling to Colorado next summer. Let's see if we can get edibles. Something. It's yeah. a choice, right? Delicious. If we could set it up so that the music was across both sides, you could put it anywhere you want. In terms of the face, and I know that sounds dumb, but if you're thinking about wearing headphones, yeah, you could have it all the way to your right, or you could have it over top of your eye. You could have it over top of your left eye. It wow. could be right in your forehead. It could be off to the side. The interesting thing is when, when Pink Floyd used to record and they had the ability to pan, mm-hmm. what they would do is take an acoustic guitar or whatever they were recording and they would physically move it around a mannequin's head which had two condenser microphones oh my goodness. where the ears would be. And not only would you get, if again, extend your arm to the left, extend your arm to the right, in front of you is that 180 degrees. Right. Then you have the ability to have 180 degrees behind you. Because microphones, in the same way your ears, your binaural ears will pick up, microphones will do the same thing. And they can not only pick up just in front, but they can pick up to the back. Now it's really freaky. Right. You can give the impression that the music is behind you. Yeah. We have a brand new affiliate. Who is it? Aw, thank you, Dot. Oh, wait. David Kreider, is that right? Did you almost call him Dot? No, I did not. My mother's name is Dot. I said David Kreider, W-Y-N-O, Oswego, New York University. And they're running us on Saturdays, which is wonderful. So congratulations to you. You now have the best radio show around. That was over the top, wasn't it? That was a little much. Yeah, back in a minute here on Rock School. (laughs) 
Hey, Rock School listener, you hear this little thing going on right now, this this music bed that goes on for a minute, we do it twice during the show? This is where a sponsor should be. This is where an underwriter should be. If you or some business you know might want to be that sponsor or underwriter of the Rock School Radio Show, please have that person give us a call, 985-549-2330. Once again, 985-549-2330. You can sponsor the radio show, you can sponsor the podcast, you can sponsor both as other ways of doing it. So call that number, 985-549-2330, and talk with Rachel, or talk to Todd if you really want to talk to Todd for some reason, but Rachel's really who you want to speak to. 5092332 Coming out of the break when you were younger, I remember you told me you had the credenza record system and such. Do you remember any of your grandmother's records saying stereo Phonic. Yes. Not stereo. Yeah, stereophonic. St- right, yeah. stereophonic. Yes, they did. Stereophonic was the idea of taking a mono recording. Right. And in some way, shape, or form, attempting to turn it into a, mo- a stereo thing to put out there. Mm-hmm. The one that you're going to see a lot are the crooners of the 1940s because once into the 1950s, what they recorded on was not available to the 1950s. Right. It, was, it was old stuff. Right. It was all mono. So think Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Think Dean Martin. Think the Brat Pack. So what they would do is take these old mono, and I say old, but it wasn't. It was just a couple of years back. Exactly. The technology, and it was wonderful. The technology is just blowing the doors off. Yeah. So what they would do is take these old mono recordings of, say, Frank Sinatra, and they would in some way, shape, or form attempt to make it stereo. So they'd take the mono recording and they would split it and maybe put one just a, a touch, touch, touch behind one track, just a touch behind the other one. Maybe they would put reverb on one track, but not on the other one. But they couldn't, like the the Who we heard earlier, they couldn't take these individual recordings and uh-huh. alter them left, right, or whatever panning could be done. So what they would do is in some way split the mono signal and then alter it in some way to give it the impression it was stereo. Right. So, listen to this. Okay. This is Frank Sinatra, Come Fly With Me, originally recorded with the RCA Orchestra in pure mono. Okay. But you have to in some way make it sound stereo so you can sell more records. Gotcha. And it sounds like this on Rock School. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me, let's float down to Peru. In Lama Land, there's a one-man band, and he'll toot his flute for you. Come fly with me, let's take up, let's fly away. 
So there you go. There's Frank Sinatra. Come fly with me. It's nice. Isn't it wonderful? It is wonderful. Well, the, the idea was to sell records by giving the impression that the person or the band or what have you was literally in front of you. Oh, yeah. And the stereo separation that they gave you was supposed to give the impression that the horns were over here, the violins were over here, the what have you was in the middle. So let's talk about more in terms of mono and stereo. Hit me. In the 1970s, Quad came out. Now, Quad has been around since 1953. Here's the thing about Quad. Quad is not simply two stereo signals, left, right, and then in another section, left, right. If it's true Quad, it is four single different signals coming out of four different signal amplifiers. Okay. If you want to talk about really the first popular quad, you go to Disney. Really? Right. Disney created this thing with Mickey Mouse as, it's not, Fantasia. That's Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And they called this quad Fantasound. They set the speakers so that the audience sat in what's known as the quad diamond. Ah. The two speakers came this way, the two speakers came that way, and it created a diamond in the middle. Gotcha. So you set them there. So even though all four signals are coming from four different speakers, there was no directivity. The idea of the band is up there. There's where the band is. By doing quad, you had sound in front and in back of the person. So the idea of directivity, where the sound is coming from, is lost. Uh, I gotcha. And that's what quad was all about. I wish I could play quad for you. You but can't? you're listening, you, the audience, is listening to this podcast, this <laughs> radio show, on a stereo system. Uh-huh. If you're listening to Quad, sorry, you're listening to two systems of stereo. Did that make sense, the idea of mono versus stereo Dude, you had so quad. much information, you should have done two shows out if, of this. So I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. And that wraps it up. Yarbirds here on Rock School and Classes Dismissed. Dismissed. <laughs>